The warmest of greetings to you, and welcome to Happily Ever Teaching. This is the podcast to help you enthrall your learners in every subject under the sun using the best teaching method known to science: storytelling. To do this, we feature special guest educators who are passionately keen to empower your children. I am storyteller Chip Cahoon, and with me today is. Hi, I'm Helen, and I have 12 years teaching experience across reception and key stage one. Hi, I'm Toria, and I'm a year four teacher at a school on the south coast, and I'm the host of Tiny Voices Talks podcast and author of the soon-to-be-published Tiny Voices Talk book. And today we are seeing what art we can create with a folktale from the southern United States of America. You can listen to the story by downloading our sister podcast, Fables and Fairy Tales, or search our website, epictales.co.uk, for the Tar Bunny. There you'll find a video of me telling the story that you can share with your children. And if you're an epic educator, as of 28th of October 2022, you'll also get the story as a paperback, gorgeously illustrated by artist Heather Zeta Rose, in time for you to use for Anti Bullying Week 2022. Don't worry if you've missed that, though, as you can order the book from any bookshop, including Amazon, and Epic Educators can access the ebook and full audiobook through the Epic Tales app. Right now, though, let's conclude our discussion with Br'er Bunny and also Helen and Toria, who are joining us with him in the southern United States. And uh, we are finishing off by getting creative and making some art with our young learners. So, Toria, do you want to kick us off today um, with the age range 7 to 11? Yes, certainly. I would like the children to illustrate Br'er Rabbit at the beginning and Br'er Rabbit at the end of the story. That's what I would like. I would like to see whether Br'er Rabbit looks the same, slightly different, whatever, because I, in my mind, Br'er Rabbit is slightly different. I would not show them the wonderful illustrations from your book to start with. (laughs) I would want them to actually come up with their own idea. But I think very much it is about the illustrating that character. Yes, yeah. So, yeah, it's really simplistic. No, I think it's fantastic. That is is really creative. I I mean, I'd love to see what sort of results you get from it because you're right, when we're illustrating villains, we tend to think about their facial expression. It has an impact on that, maybe even the clothes and the colours they wear, definitely. But yes, would their main facial expression for Bunny change? Would their use of colour change? It's going to give you all sorts of wonderful ways to explore their art and their conceptual ability, their in- interpretation of the text. Mm. So, yeah. And I think, again, I would do it in one of the other subjects we've discussed, reading part of the story mm. and then actually breaking. And that's when I would do the art. I'd do the, the first bit of art after they hear the introduction yes. to the story and get that idea of Br'er Bunny and what Br'er Bunny's like when he's been really horrible to all the other animals and quite a nasty character. Mm. How would they depict Br'er Bunny at that point? Yeah, interpreting personality as art. Yeah, yeah. potentially you could throw in a third point, which is Br'er Bunny when he is stuck. Oh, Actually, yeah. would they be portraying mm. Brad Bunny with a look of fear, with a look of anxiety? Because I think there are a number of points in the story that 
you could just capture that expression on Brer Bunny's face. You know, what was he thinking at that point? How did mm. that look? And how did that actually alter the character of Brer Bunny? But that's what I would do with art because I think there's there's a great deal to that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, expressing thoughts. That's a that's a really interesting one. I mean, C- Corky, I know he would he would love that topic. It's very similar mm. to what he does in his workshops because I think he he expressed it in one interview session that we did together. You should always have your characters doing something. Right. So there's always some movement in there. There's always some mm-hmm. expression in there. And that means you really have to get inside the mind of the character yeah. that you are drawing. So yeah, fabulous idea. <laughs> um, how about for our ages four to seven, Helen? Where's the art in the story for you? I've got a couple of ideas. I'll start with one that's slightly similar to Toria's, but not really more early years-ish. I thought it would be a nice opportunity to introduce your children to how to draw cartoons, uh, cartoon characters, rather than mm. looking at realistic pictures of bunnies and foxes. Have a look at some cartoons and again, those expressions on their faces and what features they have mm. that mean you know it's a bunny or a fox, even though it's not realistic. How do you know this is a bunny or fox and what has the artist done? Mm. So there'll be a really good opportunity to look at that skill of drawing cartoons. Yes, and then when the yeah. children have done a bit of learning about what cartoons are and they've had a bit of an experiment then they can have a go at creating a cartoon drawing of Brer Bunny and Brer Fox and this could link into a literacy activity I I was talking about of drawing cartoon strips so you can bring it all together Mm -hmm. and then they could you know they can add clothes to their characters as as you mentioned just just now and they could just really have fun with that it takes away that kind of need for a picture to look exactly as it does in real life and for them to enjoy drawing cartoons you know as you've been speaking about animals in clothes it's made me realize that when we were talking about um, the different character traits of rabbits and we were talking about how um, the character trait of a rabbit from um, our country Britain might be completely different to a rabbit in the southern United States how did I not then think of Beatrix Potter as Peter Rabbit I was just thinking (laughs) (laughs) that is a rabbit in clothes and there you sort of see the he's kind of a trickster but more more of a haphazard one, isn't yes, he? Yes, his clothing is very much part of his character, isn't it? Indeed, indeed. And so you could also also look at those wonderful illustrations and bring those in. Absolutely, and any excuse to bring Beatrix Potter into into the classroom. Excuse. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I quite agree with that. And then having talked about drawings that don't have to look realistic, I then thought you could set your children a challenge. In the story, Brer Bunny is kind of fooled by a simple tar bunny. So I'm not sure that was very smart of him. But I thought I thought the children could have the challenge of creating the most realistic bunny they can to fool Brer Bunny um, using clay. Ah, this has a good okay. link to a science activity I was talking about, looking at features of animals. Mm-hmm. So the children need to look very closely at some images of rabbits because they need to create their clay rabbit to look as realistic as possible. Wow. And that requires them to think carefully about the features, how the different features are going to be joined to the main clay body. You know, joining clay is a very tricky skill. (laughs) So Mm. often my young children will think they've done it and then the model dries and it falls apart because we use air drying clay and it's a bit heartbreaking, but it's a valuable life lesson. Well, art lesson, not general life lesson, but valuable art I think there are life lessons in there as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. (laughs) And using different tools to create texture on the rabbit, you know, create that fairy texture, add the details. I think it would be a good context to give the children from which they could do some really detailed, careful work, which 
you know, when young children mm-hmm. see clay, they desperately want to use it, but requires patience to put the detail yeah. in. So to give them that context, that challenge of can you create the most realistic bunny you can <laughs> would maybe elevate their skills a little bit. Fantastic. I look forward to seeing what comes out of it. <laughs> That's all we have time for in this episode, folks, and indeed this story. If you'd like to talk to us about anything you've heard in this podcast, or if there's a subject you are soon to teach that you'd like us to cover, you can find us on social media using @teachhappily, or leave us a review using your favorite podcast app. Please also share this podcast with your colleagues and help us start a story-led revolution in classrooms around the world so children everywhere can learn in a way that's effective, memorable and enjoyable all at the same time. We'll be heading to no man's land next week in preparation for Armistice Day with a true life story that bears an amazing resemblance to a biblical parable. But right now it only remains for us to say cheerio and we hope to hear your story soon. So, cheerio, Cheerio. and And we we hope hope to hear your story soon. soon.